Hey there, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know, I'm doing a little experiment this eclipse season. It's called Moon Day Meditation and Cosmic Conversation. Every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, we meet for a little meditation, a little talk about the stars. We do some journaling. It's really lovely. We had such a good time this week. There's two more. I would love for you to join us. Go to the show notes and sign up. If you're on my newsletter, if you're on my email, you will get a link there as well. And let's get into the show. Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher. And each week, I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica, and I'm excited to be recording on Tuesday, May 10th, because we have Jupiter moving into Aries today, and this is a really big deal. So get ready for fresh starts, new beginnings, more courage, more optimism, more excitement, a joyful naivete, entering into a new adventure, taking a risk. I think of Jupiter in Aries as that Wayne Gretzky quote, which I'm not one for a sports metaphor, but I do love this quote from him, which is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And that is my motto for you, for Jupiter in Aries. So this is a big shift. Jupiter has not been in Aries since 2011. So think back to what you were up to in 2010 and 2011, because that's when Jupiter was in this part of your chart. So for me, I had a lot of big stuff going on. That was when I decided I wanted to open my own yoga studio. It didn't open until Jupiter went into Taurus later in 2011, but that was the conception of the studio. So what adventure, what risk, what are you taking on? I remember we were talking a lot about this idea of the hero or the heroine's journey when we had the new moon in Aries. So think back to what you were dreaming about in March and what did you want to take on? What did you want to create? Maybe that was April, but late March, early April, we were talking about this idea of the heroine's journey. So what journey did you want to go on? What challenge did you want to take on? And now is the time where you might start to put one foot in front of the other to move toward that. So you might be thinking, well, it's eclipse season and Mercury's retrograde, right? Oh, yeah. So while we have this big push of energy moving us with Jupiter into Aries, we also have Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograded in Gemini this morning um, on the East Coast, and it will be retrograde until June 3rd. Mercury will dip back into the last degrees of Taurus before he stations to go direct once again June 3rd. So Mercury retrograde, don't demonize it. Don't fear it. Take your time. Make sure that you review, you revise, and you reconfirm. Review your work, revise what needs to be edited, and then reconfirm your appointments. If you say that you're meeting your friend for lunch at 1230, the day of the meeting, just make sure you send a text to confirm it. Double and triple checking is always the best way to handle it. So that is Mercury retrograde. I don't want to spend too much time on it because you know about it. We talk about it so much in astrology. There's so much out there about it. 
What I think is most interesting about Mercury retrograde is that it's an opportunity to slow down and review. So if there's work that you've got to catch up on, there's something that you were working on and you want to go back to it. Those are the things that you want to prioritize. You might notice that people from your past show up. You might notice that you have some memories cropping up. It is in Gemini, so it's going to have a lot to do with connection with other people. It's going to be a more traditional experience of Mercury retrograde, whereas if it were in a different element, it might have a different vibe. When Mercury goes back into Taurus, though, it's going to have a little different vibe for you. So that's going to be a little more grounded than this Gemini energy. It feels a little chaotic right now, and part of that is Mercury in Gemini, but Part of that is that we're in eclipse season. So even if it weren't Mercury retrograde, you would be feeling the slowdown. And this week in particular, it kind of feels like we are in the eye of the storm. It's almost like there's a false sense of calm. Because last week, the new moon solar eclipse was a real pow. It really felt like a fresh start. It had a lot of energy behind it. I felt like I was grooving, going, going, going. And then this week we sort of hit a little bit of a wall. And that's because there's no planetary transits. The only thing that's going on is that the moon is talking to the planets, but the planets aren't talking to one another other than the moon. So while we have these big shifts happening today while I'm recording this, the rest of the week is actually pretty quiet until we get to Sunday. And that's when we get into the lunar eclipse, which we'll talk about. So there's not actually that much happening this week. Give yourself the opportunity to rest. Give yourself the opportunity to review. When Mercury stations to either retrograde or go direct, that's when he's messiest. So the middle part is actually where you're going to find some clarity. So this week, keep it light, keep it easy, stick to reviewing, Don't do anything too fancy or too crazy and don't take on anything that's going to be really energetically draining if you can avoid it. In general, we are going to be feeling this pull to take action, to make something happen, to take the risk. We're going to feel an expansion, a spaciousness, an optimism come over us with Jupiter and Aries. You might not get the full effect of it until about June 3rd, because at that point, we'll be out of Mercury retrograde and out of eclipse season. Our eclipse season actually ends on May 30th, Memorial Day. So this week, we do have our lunar eclipse. It's a full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So this means that we are doing some releasing because Scorpio is where the South Node is, that's where the Moon is, and that's where our emotions are going to crop up. Venus is also conjunct Chiron in this eclipse chart, and that is a transit that is occurring on Sunday. So I told you this whole week there's no transits, and then Sunday it's like bam, 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 and then the eclipse, the full moon. So Venus conjunct Chiron can make us really emotional. It's also an incredible opportunity to do some healing work with the people that you love. So you might see some opportunities crop up to have some conversations that have been needed, but maybe you haven't had the courage to have. 
this eclipse is a full moon. Full moon lunar eclipses are always going to be a little more emotional because they're full moons. The sun is opposite the moon. The sun and the moon are squaring Saturn. That creates a T-square. That creates tension. The release point of that T-square is opposite Saturn in Leo because Saturn is in Aquarius. You want to do the things that bring you joy. You want to do the things that light you up, that spark a sense of play, that make you feel creative and allow you to express yourself freely. Those are the places you're going to find a little bit of ease during this eclipse. Now, Saturn squaring the eclipse, of course, makes me think of karma because Saturn rules time and the consequences of our actions. So when we're working with this eclipse, you might notice that you're letting go of some old attachments. Now, Scorpio is a sign as well as Taurus that likes to hold on to things. They're the hoarders of the Zodiac. So you might be a Scorpio and maybe you're not a hoarder, but someone who has a lot of Scorpio in their chart might be because there is a sense of wanting to grip tight and control and hold the power. And sometimes people find that in possessions, especially when they have a Taurus or Scorpio chart, because those signs have to do with money and valuables, our possessions. So notice if there's something that you feel really attached to that you're having to let go of with this eclipse. And remember, Scorpio is like the compost bin. We're putting all of our old stuff our old trauma and drama and tragedy into that compost bin. We're processing it. We're working through it. We're going to therapy. We're having the tough conversations. We're doing the work. We're journaling. We're showing up for our spiritual practice. We're moving through those emotions. And then they become the fertilizer for what we're growing in the Taurus part of our chart where the North Node is. That's the garden. That's the new life. So... This eclipse to me is an opportunity to make space, to forgive yourself for some of that old stuff, to move through some of those old attachments and make space for what you want to grow as we move through this eclipse cycle that's going to take us into 2023. Now, Mercury and Gemini loves to get all the information. Scorpio vibes love to investigate. So there's going to be some messages and some stuff cropping up this week for you to see. You really want to be gathering the intel. We're really in the eye of the storm this week as we move toward the full moon lunar eclipse. So you're going to hear things. You're going to listen to your intuition. You're going to pay attention to what shows up to you, whether someone recommends a podcast like this one, or maybe you're talking to someone at the coffee shop and they say something that brings up a memory, pay attention to those little moments that spark something. Mercury retrograde and eclipse season both present us with lots of opportunities to gather information that we need so that we can make decisions on how we move forward. So that's what I got for you this week. It's a short one because as I said, there's not that much happening, but just know that we have a lot of old cycles ending. We have a lot of new cycles starting and we're in the middle of this eclipse cycle. So there's a lot happening, even if it doesn't feel like things are happening, they're happening 
internally that are happening underneath the surface. A lot of the time when we have a Scorpio eclipse, there's going to be a more emotional component. It's going to be less externally driven. So that's something you want to pay attention to. We are in this interesting time where we have Jupiter shifting into Aries. He was asleep, dreaming back in Pisces. And now he's going to be taking action on those dreams in Aries. We have Mercury backspinning. We have our first eclipse in Scorpio since eight years ago. We haven't had an eclipse in Scorpio since 2014. So think back, what was going on in 2014? I actually recently looked back to what I was doing 19 years ago, the last time that the North Node was in Taurus and the South Node was in Scorpio. So eight years ago, the North Node was in Scorpio and the South Node was in Taurus. So it was the opposite of what we have now. 19 years ago, we had the same nodal placement. And 19 years ago was when I got my very first astrology reading with Deb, who was my first teacher, Deb McBride. And I realized that today. And God, this is almost 20 years later. And now I'm sharing this information with you guys on this podcast. So I had a real full circle moment. And I'm sure you're going to have a lot of full circle moments as you do your own reflection this week. Let's take a break there. And we're going to come back and talk about something going on in the news. I'm so glad you're here listening to the Essential Astrocast, but I know that sometimes it can feel really overwhelming and hard to follow along. So thanks to other listeners, I created the Astro Cheat Sheet. You can save it in the photos on your phone. And as we move through, and if you wonder what is associated with Aquarius, what does Mars rule? you can turn to the Astro Cheat Sheet. So if you want one, you can head on over to astrocheatsheet.com and download your copy. So a lot of people have been asking me about the Roe v. Wade chart. So I wanted to just touch on it today. If this is something that's triggering for you, or you're not interested in it, feel free to end the podcast here and I will talk to you next week. But I know that yesterday we had our first moon day meditation and cosmic conversation, which was so much fun. It was so nice to gather with several of you who listen to the podcast and see your faces on Zoom and talk about astrology and meditate together and journal together and really share in that virtual space during this eclipse season. So this was a question that came up. So I wanted to address it. Jupiter is at 29 degrees Pisces today. It's finishing up its Pisces story for now. He's going to come back for a little bit. Jupiter will be going back and forth over the ascendant, which is the rising. That's how you get your rising sign in a chart. The ascendant is one of the most sensitive points in your chart. It is the part of the chart where you came into this world, where you took your first breath. So events also have charts. Countries have charts. You know that we are in our Pluto return as a nation because we in the U.S. have a chart, which is July 4th, 1776. And that moment that the final signature was put on the Declaration of Independence, that is the moment of our birth. So Roe v. Wade has a chart, and its chart is 
from 1973 and I looked it up and it's interesting because it's a Aquarius sun, two degrees Aquarius sun, which makes sense because Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian and the social activist. The ascendant of this chart is 29 degrees Pisces. Can you believe it? Jupiter has been sitting at 29 degrees Pisces. So that is what's going on here. We have Jupiter on the ascendant of this chart. And you might be thinking, well, isn't Jupiter a good guy? Why are we experiencing a rollback of rights when Jupiter is supposed to be expansive? Well, Jupiter brings up your beliefs. So he is expanding everyone's thoughts and beliefs on this issue. He's bringing your attention to it. And I think that's probably one of the reasons the leak happened. But the other thing is that Pluto, the Pluto return of the United States is on the Mercury of this chart. So Mercury is at 28 degrees Capricorn. That's where Pluto is right now. You'll recall that the United States Pluto is at almost 28 degrees. It's 27 and almost at 28 Capricorn. So that means that the United States Pluto sits on Mercury in this Roe v. Wade chart. Mercury, of course, is the messenger. Mercury is our expression, how we communicate. Mercury also rules children. It's considered the youth of the zodiac. So that's pretty interesting that there is this energy between Mercury in this chart and the Pluto in the U.S. chart. The thing that I think will be really interesting is that Pluto is going to hit the sun of this chart in 2025. So I don't think that this is done by any means. Remember, Pluto is destruction, but he's also transformation and rebirth. So if something were to happen this summer, then I think we will have a resurrection and a rebirth in 2025 when Pluto comes to the sun of this chart. But I am not certain that we're going to see the end of Roe v. Wade because Jupiter is going to go back and forth through the end of this year. It'll be interesting with Jupiter going back and forth over the ascendant because he's going to dip back into Pisces and then go back into Aries and do that dance back and forth as he retrogrades. It'll be interesting to see if the court chooses to maybe push off the decision because it's such a hot topic. When I looked at the chart, I must say, I felt more optimistic than I thought I was going to. And this is a really tough chart. Saturn is retrograde opposite Mars. That's one of the reasons there's such fighting about this. And there's such a stubborn energy around this. Pluto opposes the ascendant of this chart. And Pluto is going to oppose Jupiter over the coming months a few times. So the Pluto in this chart, rather, will be opposed by Jupiter in the sky. So there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot of energy hitting this chart. There's a lot around belief and faith and optimism and courage and conviction and all of that. And we know that people on both sides of this issue have all those things. 
So I would say, you know, get ready for the fight. Jupiter and Aries is the warrior and we got to get to work. And that's what it's about. You know, we have to get people who share our values elected and leading our country and moving us forward. And that's all we really can do. So please get involved. It's so important that we protect the right to choose, even if it's not your personal opinion or your personal feeling or your personal value. None of us should be putting our beliefs upon someone else. That is obviously completely out of alignment with the ideals of this particular country. And it's important to acknowledge that the only places where women's rights are being rolled back are countries where democracy is on the decline. So I hope that helps. I hope that gives you a little optimism. I hope you realize that this is just the beginning. This is not the end of this story. And I will be here next week. And I hope you join me for Moonday Meditation and Cosmic Conversation. We are doing it the next two Mondays. It's an eclipse season experiment for me. I really had so much fun doing it. So if you guys come and you keep coming and you're having fun, then maybe we'll do it on the regular. You can sign up. I'll put the link in the show notes below. And of course, you'll get the link in the newsletter as well if you're on the email list. And if you're not on the email list, time to get on there. So I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.